nobody knows what you are. I was concerned about going out into the world and doing something bigger than myself until someone smarter than myself made me realize there is nothing bigger than myself. If you don't believe, nobody else is gonna believe. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Hey, it's Hamid Imam, and I'm joined by my esteemed original co-host, Mark here. <laughs> on the Paper Trails podcast by Inspire. You haven't been around for a while, but yeah, um, wanted to make a little comeback and kind of talk about life, media, things we've been enjoying, things we've been reading, watching, and uh, get back to getting on the podcast scene and making the men's podcast respectable again. That's it. Let's go. So, Shamaki, how you been? You know what? I've been all right. Recently, I've got, like I said, I have two blocked ears. Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which haven't been great, you know, due to a very unique condition, which I will not disclose. Uh, I think I might have to. Which I won't yeah, disclose to the public. It's a very. Any publicity is good publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. I'm not ready to share the reason why just yet. Yeah, I heard uh, he's been jamming in his AirPods like no man's business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, so, other than that, you know, just been. Just been working, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, working on my craft as well, the media side of things, you know, photography, editing, videos, this and that. You're on the TikTok now. Uh, yeah, I've been recently active on TikTok, which you can get at, you know, Sharks is Polaroid, <laughs> cheeky little plug there. Um, um, and obviously, as he said, um, trying to bring respect back to the, the male podcast industry, because one thing that I've seen a lot is that the the general topic <laughs> is always the same thing from what I've seen anyway, which right. is essentially it's just about five guys will sit down and just talk about women. That's a, that's how literally. I've seen it. Yeah, literally. Um, I don't know if you've even seen the, have you seen those Americans? It's about what women are doing wrong. What they're doing wrong <laughs> and how they can be better. And I ain't no feminist, but my uh, word. God, it's but. every, every single time it's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's, they're always, and uh, the funny thing is that the counter argument is, as a guy, you, you know, you shouldn't think about women. You shouldn't think about them just working yourself. Yeah. This and that every day. Yeah, But yeah. they themselves are out here just literally talking about... Non-stop. About women, non-stop, you know. And I didn't even know they had that many problems, women, you know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, they, everyone's got their fair share. Yeah, of course. But the, the extensive list that yeah, they've got... These guys produce. Is, is, is ridiculous. <laughs> And is it the fact that, that that this has become like the label for men's podcasts now? It's like, it obviously, it's a meme. Everyone's like, yeah. it's a bit of a joke. Like, not everyone's podcast is like that. But my word, it's like the general consensus. The general, I yeah. feel like now people are like, oh, I was thinking about starting a podcast, but now. Now, wow, these guys that, you know, uh, you, should, you shouldn't be paying for her on the first day. Those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're really. You know, what are her red flags if she, if she doesn't <laughs> offer to pay up, you know? Yeah, rubbing our names in the mud. All sorts of stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, we're going to take it back. Like, so, obviously, us lot, we've been in the podcast game for a while. We, like, especially in the UK, I feel like the podcast scene was very, very quiet when we started, mm. like, late 2017. Uh, we started Inspire Reads, and that was a, a reading podcast uh, where we read a book a week and uh, discussed the themes and um, characters and the world behind the book and kind of reviewed it in a way that was a bit more personable, I would say. And yeah, we've done that for quite a while. Uh, I don't remember how many episodes we reached, but... I think we did uh, like a year of straight consecutive 
Uh, we episode. did like 52 episodes. Yeah, we did 52 episodes, yeah. Something like, like that. every week, reading a book. And there was two episodes where we read more than one book. And one of them was three books in one week. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah, moving yeah. like madmen. Utter yeah. madmen. It, it was an actual novel as well, The Giver. I'll yeah. never forget. Yeah, yeah. Never, and you know what upsets me, though? Is that that book isn't even like... Well, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's like some niche book. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like uh, if it was a book that was like, oh, let's say getting popular and everyone was now starting to talk about it. Mm. It would have been like, yeah, we read everything. We would have mm. been able to even have more Yeah, like maybe at the time when Game of Thrones was big, like we read the Game of Thrones yeah. books or something. Like, and the funny thing about those books, it was like, it wasn't a series. It wasn't like a chronological order. It was like three books that had three different stories. Three different stories. That yeah, just exactly. written in a weird way by the author. So like that And was... all of that, it feels like it was all in vain, you know? Could you say, really? <laughs> yeah. Me, I feel like... Because I've never, ever brought up The Giver again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm told, I thought you were talking about reading the books no, in no, general. No, no, I was no, like, no. ah, damn. Man. Yo, my comprehension was, skills at first. that moment in time, they were at their peak. Yeah, 100%. I was, I was drinking, like, books, fam, yeah. pages after pages. And, and like, proper... Now I can't... Now I can barely go through a chapter without my read. mind <laughs> getting, like, uh, distracted by any random thing. I don't know, man. I feel like that's a whole other whole other topic, like distraction, yeah. distraction uh, culture right now. Mm. Um, but obviously, but that's what that's what the podcast was, and that's what the podcast helped us and a lot of people do, mm. which was to actually get back into reading. Or mm. like, for example, when I was working, um, one of my colleagues, he wasn't actually he never read, yeah, but then he actually started reading it. Or like, if I told him what book we were about to, and and like. Um, he would be like, okay, yeah, cool. Let me read it just to see what you your thoughts are on it, mm. um, which was which was interesting to to see, considering that me myself I wasn't like an avid reader, an avid reader like that. Like I wouldn't check other communities about what they're saying about a certain book that I liked or how it was. Mm. But at that moment in time, even he was interested to know like what other people were saying about. A specific book that we read yeah uh i remember which one it was it was actually the murder on the orient express yeah that was the fourth episode i think the, yeah yeah and it had the it also had a movie coming out at the same time yeah so that was a that was an interesting one yeah. but i think that's what our podcast was good for it was about like just well, it, it had its lane you know what i mean mm-hmm. whoever likes reading or is into is into reading you don't have to even be an avid reader but just it's a discussion for for anything really because mm. that's what books certain great books can do they yeah can exactly birth a convo about all sorts of stuff makes you think yeah and we covered all sorts of books like fiction non-fiction biographies autobiographies all of that yeah. stuff so like yeah we like ourselves are kind of being engaged and simulated in a very unique way I would say because uh, I've always said ever since the beginning of that podcast like I've always said that I'm not a fan of non-fiction books mm. there's like all this self-help culture that, yeah, that yeah, has yeah. been popularized over the last few years and like productivity and mm. uh what do you call it uh automize everything and um make everything efficient efficient yeah, yeah, yeah. like i feel like everyone's trying to become a robot these days you know yeah. like that's where a lot of stress comes out of and then i like i developed kind of the idea of like oh the self-help book is just a, a massive turnoff for yeah, me you know especially if i ask them oh what are you reading these days and say a self-help book like uh, straight away at the back of my head i'm like ah oh, not one of these guys yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, there's only so much that Especially it can help with. Yeah. Like, I, I, it could be a whole different episode as well, especially just on the topic of, you know, happiness. Mm. Um, like, hella, how hella books are just, like, forcing people to 
to constantly like be happy which isn't like a very normal thing to do mm. um if you're natural. like it's impossible it's to be constantly happy yeah you gotta also constantly be comfortable productive. when yeah you're not either happy or when you're not uh thing like it almost makes it seem like sometimes that it's bad when you're upset yeah or when you're going through something you should be happy now and mm. then you get more upset because you're not able to make yourself happy mm. so like, it's weird it's uh but i guess you know some people it helps some people will work i guess too. depends on your balance it depends on the balance of your life at the time yeah but when you're like i feel like you shouldn't read or consume um self-help content or um, non-fiction content all the time mm. like for me like you said all these things like they do affect you in the long run yeah. like me personally like when i was younger and like when i was like 19 20 21 I was massively, massively into self-help books and stuff mm. and like trying to optimize my body and stuff. And like, I was pretty physical back then. I was, I would say I was some of an amateur athlete. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was literally like exercising all the time, eating pretty healthy, uh, reading self-help books and watching a lot of self-help videos and stuff like that, non-fiction yeah. all the time. Like to the point where like my expectations of myself are always so high. Like mm. I have to always perform at the highest level. And, like I want to be the best of whatever I'm doing. And, like, that ran on for, like, a long time. And that caused me, like, endless amounts of stress, I would say. Like, my, my stress levels for someone young were, were always pretty high, I would say. Up until, like, I'm, I'm 26 now. Like, up until I was 25, I would say. Like, like in the last year, also, I've tried to relax a bit and, mm. and calm it down a bit. But, yeah, it's, I think it it's kind of unhealthy the way it's pushed on to people nowadays. Especially, like... With well, Gary B is like big now. To your stress level. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, is it? Yeah, because you're you're always trying to achieve something more. Yeah. Like, you're never really happy with where you are, and like uh, none of them yeah. really, none of these like popular self help people really talk about that kind of stuff like being satisfied, mm, like, contentment, contentment. Yeah. yeah, and like Gary V like being popularized nowadays, and uh, the amount of Gary V. Yeah, know what it is that you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you need to sell yourself. <laughs> like the amount of like TikToks I see of like skits of him nowadays, they always make me laugh. Yeah, because he, he's always <laughs> he like there's this one TikTok where he walks into a lift with these bunch of guys and like yeah. he's like like putting his hand in his mouth like his finger thing that he does. Oh yeah, and yeah. He's, yeah. he's, 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 he's like literally thing, yeah. he's twitching. He's he's feeling to talk to these people yeah, like yeah, yeah. you need to. <laughs> You need to start a business now, become an entrepreneur. Like I, I get it, I get it, but not not everyone at all the time. Like you, yeah. you, you need times to relax. You need times to be able to process your thoughts and kind of be content in the moment. And that's where I feel like, like you said, distraction, um, that sense of always needing to do something different yeah. and, and being distracted easily. I feel like that's where it came from. Because before that kind of culture was put in place, I feel like people were more relaxed about. Things were a bit slower tempo of the game exactly like i feel like everyone's lives have just become uh, like a fast-paced thing where yeah. especially when most of us live in cities nowadays like you're you're moving all the time you're traveling to work you're traveling to a place of enjoyment you're traveling to school whatever traveling yeah. to uni like everything just like time just seems to fly it's mad you know like one thing i noticed especially when i went to zimbabwe mm-hmm. um obviously like let's say a casual day in London, you're going to work, blah, 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 you're right? taking a train. Everything is like at a set time. Yeah. You're seeing time everywhere. Like yeah. 9.02, this train's coming. You got to get another train at well, like yeah. 9.25. You clock in at like 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're there to like, so there, there, it's like, it's a weird thing. Like you don't really see time and everyone's just like casually just walking about. Mm. Like they'll be like, okay, let's meet at 12. But <laughs> it, it feels like, 
there's like thousands of years until it gets to 12 o'clock. Okay. Whereas here, it's like 12 o'clock just comes like that. Yeah. You it's wake like, up and it's 12 o'clock. <laughs> you wake up and it's 12 o'clock. You're like, damn, what the hell? That's what, I woke up at nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's mad. It's mad. And obviously, and then furthermore, it's like your phone as well. It's just like hella notifications, something different happening, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I think watching that... Um, that thing, I forgot what the documentary was called on Netflix, where they were talking about how Facebook um, orchestrated their notifications mm-hmm. and um, their, not just the, not notifications, like, you know, like Instagram feed. Yeah, yeah. So every Psychology. time you go on Instagram, it's going to give you something new. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, they were saying it's like a, what's it called? The like slot a... roulette thing? Slot machines, you know, when you slot put machine, it down, yeah, yeah. it gives you something different each yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. Literally they literally like built it. Even TikTok. Yeah. Huh? Even TikTok like that. If you Even use... TikTok, yeah. It's like a one scroll and then you're seeing something new every time and your brain feels like, okay, let me do that to see something different. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know how fast social media is. Everything is just happening right now. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's just... I think uh, maybe the reason why my comprehension skills went high is when we were reading every single week is because I actually had to force myself to... Think... Yeah, to get out of that. Like, I, when I was reading, I'd put it on Do Not Disturb. Yeah. Because obviously, if a notification happened, I would be the first to click on it. Yeah, because you know read I mean? a lot of ebooks as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, so that's re- that's like one of the reasons why I like, kind of disliked going into like non-fiction books. But we, we read a lot of like autobiographies as well, which are very uh, like engaging and stimulating. Like, Michael Max is one. It's, one of my, it's probably my favorite yeah. autobiography of all time. Like a Martin Luther King, I think Nelson Mandela is one Nelson we read. Mandela, yeah. Like there was quite a few um, of those that we read. That was that was really enjoyable. I would say so. Like for me, it's like life is just about balance and like switching it up. And obviously, when you need to like work hard and grind, go in grind mode. But it doesn't need to be three six five. You know, yeah. like it doesn't need to be twenty four hours a day. And like yeah, um, so yeah, that's where we kind of came from. And we've, since then, I've I've done a lot of stuff in my time as well. Like I've been doing graphic design thing for a while, I was freelancing for a while, working full time the whole time, starting a podcast, I'm trying all to sorts. do all of that all the time. And I, I really got burnt out so like so many times. Yeah. And like to the point where, like the I, I ended up starting a YouTube channel with my friend Ray, um, and that was the blueprint. And we and then uh, yeah, we did that six months straight a podcast every single week mm. a video every single week and my word the burnout after that was, yeah, no, that was sensational yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before like I've been burnt out before yeah. but that one it burnt me out I'll say at least three months I wasn't creating anything after yeah. that literally like a, a podcast where we were getting in guests like we were getting people that had like 500,000 subscribers on YouTube yeah. um, like big people like pretty big nah, names you're getting solid guests yeah fantastic guests and it was hella informative as well yeah I really enjoyed that and yeah. then the videos themselves the educational videos yeah. teach people like graphic design filmmaking and stuff like that and even like just life like skills of being productive in life and stuff like that yeah like I was just trying to share my knowledge and like coming up with a script every single week and a topic and editing and filming and lighting and audio to and get out for the week get it out for the yeah. week every week on, on like clockwork we do we had the schedule and we stuck to it and that was very difficult and then I would say since then and this is during the pandemic as well yeah <laughs> so since then like I feel like I haven't really created much at all um, I kind of got into the NFT space for a little bit, but I've just been taking a break from that as well recently. So, I, like, I've been I've been busy over mm. the last few years, I would say. Um, but now, I've, like, I feel like I've kind of given myself like some kind of form of 
self therapy of the last six months or so where I would say I've tried to balance my mind a bit. Nurse yourself a bit, yeah. Exactly. And uh yeah, it, it took a while but now I feel like I'm at a point where I'm pretty content with the way things are going. I'm not I'm not in the easiest place in life, but I'm also yeah. not in the hardest place in life. So I feel like uh, I've, I'm, I've got to a point where I can start creating again. That's why I wanted to record the podcast again and start sharing things I've learned and also, yeah, sharing a bit of the entertainment that I've also uh, been consuming lately because I, I feel like that's a big thing in terms of like if you want to be a creative or someone who wants to create a bit more mm. in an interesting way, in an innovative way, you need to consume content. Uh, without that, I feel like content doesn't just come out of the blue. No, of course. I was going to say one thing. Uh do you feel like you've got um all right like let's say like in formula one mm-hmm. um there's like uh, signs on the left like 100 meters 150 meters before like yeah the finish the line. turn oh, and whatnot yeah okay yeah which uh the drivers they they just kind of use to know when to break so yeah, they'll break yeah. out the 100 meters before etc right do you have like things like that or like signals that in place that you can kind of see a burnout coming yeah from ahead yeah i would say definitely at this point because i just had so many burnouts and mm. like and what would you say what would you say are like some of those signals i think just stress mm. um not wanting to be sociable mm. uh, like so many times I, I, got, I got married in 2019 but mm. yeah I, I, before that i was thinking uh, i'm definitely not gonna be one of those guys that gets married and disappears yeah yeah but definitely like after i got married it was like uh, uh I didn't have as much time to, because obviously I have to share my time now a bit more. Yeah, of course. Um, so I didn't have as, as much time to do my creative stuff and like meet friends and meet mm. family all the time and whatnot, even give time to myself and my wife. And uh, yeah, not, like it took me a while to kind of like identify when like I could give time to people. And I, only now in the last couple of months, I was here meeting my friends more, meeting my families more. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like identifying the burnout moments, I would just say like I would, I would feel myself getting more stressed in general and more irritable mm. um and like not, not wanting to do things yeah. like when you feel like that straight away i feel like that's it like you need to take a break you, know you need to take a step coming, back yeah. because like once when you say i don't want to do this that means that you're already your body's telling you you don't want to do it mm. and it's, it's translating that through stress most of the time you feel like you're more anxious all the time yeah especially when you're like uh, like the prospect of meeting people for example for me i wouldn't say i'm an introvert anymore i used to be for sure now I'm, I'm more sociable, I would say, but for me, like my, my, my level of introvertness, I don't know what the exact term, it just heightens extremely, mm. like to the, through to the roof, like straight away. So like one week I might be like, I'll meet three friends in a week and then I'll, I'll enjoy myself and I'll feel like I'm ready to go out again. Yeah. And the next week, like I'm stressed out. Mm. I, mean, I, like, I want to stick to myself. And even at yeah. work, I'm like, I'm avoiding work meetings yeah. and stuff. Now your social media is just... Exactly. Uh, probably fluctuates, isn't it? And you know what that is as well? When you think about social social media, yeah? when you're socializing, you're actively improvising what you're going to say all mm. the time. You get it? And like, even when you're recording a podcast, for example, you're, you're being creative in that process. Every time, every conversation you have, mm. you're thinking of jokes, you're thinking of what next to say, okay, you're yeah. reacting to what the other person is saying. That's part of your creative self in your brain that you're, you're using the same muscles you're using to create like a graphic design piece or oh, whatever damn, yeah. you get it like that's the way i see it mm. so uh, so when you start like not being sociable you're showing that you you don't have the energy mental energy to, to, oh, okay. to maintain yeah, that creativity yeah. you get it yeah. that's where I, for me personally i identify that that kind of burnout is coming mm. and yeah usually for me I, I would say i used to be very resilient i would be able to 
maintain the pace for a while, like a yeah. six months period. <laughs> That's six months of yeah, straight. Yeah. And I'm working nine to five the whole time. Yeah, so imagine I'm working nine to five. I'm recording a podcast every single week, editing, putting it out, so, uh, putting it on social media, um, doing the same, same with the video making and stuff like that. And then I'm still trying to find time to, to, to um, like cook, clean, mm. spend time with the missus. Like that, that's a level of resilience I would say that's been my strong point for years yeah. but nowadays it's like it's dropped dramatically mm. so now I have to be very conscious of how much social energy I'm giving to whatever project I'm doing so I've had to take a lot more time off to kind of recalibrate and, and process that I would say okay yeah yeah what about yourself how, what would you say uh, I'd say for me it's uh, I'd say for some reason my my there's a social meter and like creative meter Mm. It's, it's just kind of like filtered between two with me when i see the signs coming of a creative burnout is um when it, it really depends on like so my problem is that i have so i'll make a certain video that i like like or a topic or a group of type of videos mm. so like i'll do it like maybe once twice three times four times then i'm thinking do i want to keep doing this thing or am i ready to like switch up a bit do you um, feel like that's you like going towards a burnout or do you feel like that's you just bouncing from interest to interest uh, but that's to- what creates my burnout the moment that thought comes in because sometimes like it doesn't come and then i'm making content and then after that it's just like oh but i don't want to keep doing this and then i don't do anything for like three months but so for me and you like we've discussed it so many times like the idea of what type of content you make mm. and like for me I, like i've always enjoyed making content that's educational like yeah. like from the beginning one of the inspired members yasin like once he registered an interest in like photoshop and like art design like i was always on hand to help him and that, yeah, yeah. that gave me a lot of i wouldn't say purpose it just like it, it, it motivated me to, to to keep on pushing and becoming better mm. and I, I was kind of proud of like the progress that he made as well like starting from zero and then, like, oh, yeah, when you come sure. and show me something that he made and i'm like yo like that's a, that's a nice that's a fantastic piece and like i'm one of the people that kind of helped you get there yeah so like for you i would say like your kind of content that you make is always i wouldn't say like i would say that you haven't really had like a strong niche yeah that you've, that you've kind of fallen into and i feel like that's kind of like contributed to your burnout yeah that's what it's just like it's just a lot of like uh is it is it enough um or like i don't know what what it is that um i'm necessarily looking for Mm. in terms of what i want to make but i always feel like if i if i ever put so much effort into one thing then i'm not then i'm missing out on putting effort into another thing and then I'm like okay if I make these type of videos for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. like I was thinking for like TikTok um, there's this guy that basically just does random interesting facts yeah and through that you can just churn out a hundred thousand yeah yeah you just go on Google okay that's one video but then I'm thinking okay yeah but I don't want to just be known as like oh this channel is just like a hundred different facts yeah. or it's uh then there's these guys that just do like fan theories of tv shows or whatever it is and then they just speak about that mm-hmm. and it's a cool ins- i mean i follow them i enjoy their videos but me personally i'm like okay i'll, I'll probably do about 10 of those before i'll be like i want to do something different mm. but obviously when it comes to the content creating world the even reason why um our podcast was doing well before we took that hiatus was because we had that niche yeah but that's the thing. Uh, I think it comes down to just 
essentially a niche or like something that that I would I would like. But then again, I feel like I don't know how to explain it. But as a, as a creative, to fall into a niche is almost like it what, feels suicide? to me like cutting off creative suicide. Huh? Creative suicide. Yeah. It's mm. like okay, now you have to just do this, mm. like, and then and then it's very, it's a lot harder once you've built that foundation on that specific model. Yeah, and then you switch it up, mm. and then uh, everyone that's come up that's like, oh, we just know you for this video. Why are you trying to move away from it? Move away from it. Like I've heard so many YouTuber podcasts. Yeah, that say that kind of stuff. That say, oh, I'm scared to change. Mm-hmm. I'm scared to like um, do something different because. A lot of people are like, oh, this isn't what you were known for. Why are you trying to... Like, funny enough, someone I had that was uh, Peter McKinnon. Yeah. He wanted to kind of um, move away from that kind of Casey Neistat video style that he was doing before and to just go more into... Um, filmmaking. Filmmaking and, like, going around taking pictures of, like, certain landscapes and this yeah. and that. Yeah. Um, which is still sort of in his niche. But he was just kind of like, people knew me for like those kind of vlogs and this and that. And I was scared to like take the leap yeah. to do something different. Uh, and then he did change it up. And then now he's having that same problem again in mm. his latest video, which I forgot what he's trying to get into. He hasn't fully said it yet. Yeah. But he's basically saying, I don't want to keep making these kind of videos for... You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's so at the moment I'm I'm making videos, blah blah blah, and then I see that hundred meter sign, oh but do you want to keep doing this? That's when Yeah. But, but it doesn't affect like that's the thing, it doesn't really affect my, my social life. Yeah. Um in regards to it. But what it does affect is just I guess the overall ambition of like where Where you're going. Yeah. I would say like I think that depends on the social media platform as well. Mm. Like for like TikTok you need a niche to succeed. I haven't seen anyone that that buries their content on TikTok. Yeah. Anybody at all. Mm. But nowadays, like they've implemented playlists on TikTok as well. Mm. Like that's kind of helpful in terms of organizing because the idea of like like just being able to scroll endlessly and and deep diving into a hobby or a niche. Yeah. I think that's what TikTok's great for. Yeah. Um. But you YouTube, I feel like you could do that. And I don't think there's anyone that's really like transitioned something else that has struggled with it. Like, I don't know any big YouTubers who's transitioned into something else and then struggled with it. And a lot of the big ones say, when you're starting up, try different things because no one's there to watch you anyway. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I feel like that's, uh, like, the, the mentality that, that even I want to kind of implement because I, I was, I've been thinking about jumping on TikTok for a while as well. Mm. But I've just been thinking, like, what should I put on there? And, like, to this day, I'm still thinking about it because for me, I think it would be best to just stick to one niche on TikTok and then direct them to, like, a YouTube page, for example. Nah, of course. I think your, your, the stuff you're doing with the blueprint yeah. and TikTok would go hand in hand. Yeah. For example, like, sometimes I still even look at the, you know, when he, I think it was, like, 30 ideas. Yeah, yeah, 30 ideas for inspiration. Yeah, for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just look at it just to be like, okay, what would be an interesting thing to kind of do? Yeah. So, obviously, you could literally make 30 videos like separately that. on that yeah exactly on that alone yeah so like f- but for me i feel like you could use that tiktok to like to like niche down but then on youtube you could you could have more varied content yeah so that's what i would suggest to you anyway um but yeah let's move on in terms of your goals like another thing about putting pressure on yourself and um what do you call it self-expectations um would you say your goals have changed because 
we started Inspire as, as a skit making kind of thing. Uh, like oh, we, yeah. we were really making skits that never got aired. Uh, might never get aired, or may, maybe they will. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, we were making video skits. Yeah, you, who, who would word. think? Yeah, spoken word. Who would have thought? Um, and I wouldn't. I would say we done we done them at a decent level. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not like I'm not cringing at them. I'm like any of them really. I think that that we done them at a high quality level for people that had just started it. Like yeah. we had no. Uh, editing or acting or like show like like what do you call it showmanship kind of yeah, experience true. you know or to be fair or even really anyone else that was properly doing it that was telling us oh this is yeah exactly mentorship like we didn't yeah. have anyone to kind of guide us and that's how everyone starts in it but yeah. like for us it was also like we are brand new like nowadays i feel like we're both pretty good at displaying our personalities and like mm. now we, if we if we did that now we probably pull it off like pretty yeah. easily but like in terms of self expectations, I feel like a lot of people have goals that they have in mind from like a young age, teenage years, or whatever. Like especially for us, we always kind of refer back to football. Like everyone wants to be a footballer and like retire at the, like at the age of thirty, rich, oh, yeah. rich and rich and rich and healthy. And uh, yeah, that self expectation lasts for a long time. Like if you're not like if you're if you're thirty, you're reaching your mid twenties. You should be in the prime of your life, basically. Yeah. Like that's something that took a long time to disentangle from my like mental state. Like at twenty five, is like the peak, and you just go down from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like thirty, you're pretty much finished. You can't even run. You, that's exactly. when you go to the MLS and exactly. If yeah. you if you're lucky, you know you're playing at a good club. Yeah, and uh, I feel like that self expectations are something that really holds people back from yeah. like being happy, and like you don't have to be happy all the time, but being content with your state of mind and like that. Like contentment is for me like the opposite of stress mm. because when you're stressed you're not really content are you like you're always worried about something yeah. and like that's where I would say contentment is where I choose to chase like my, my goals I wouldn't I don't want to like put my faith in goals that are like I have a deadline and this mm. is where I need to reach by this I just want to be content in the process and, and living in the process all the time and that's what I would say that's what I would say my goals have changed towards um but yeah, even in the like the last four years of podcasting, the amount of times my goals have changed. And yeah. before that, I used to be stressed because I'm like, oh, I'm forgetting my original goal. Like, what's my original uh, my intention? What's my original yeah. plan? But nowadays, I'm more like, it's fine. Like, we can pivot goals. It's, like, a goal yeah. doesn't have to be permanent. It's not. It doesn't have to be concrete. You know, like how how do you say your goals have changed since like back when we started Inspire, for example? Uh, you know what? I think Inspire mm-hmm. had was like a very good um, hub for like um because we always wanted to do something creative yeah and like put stuff out there mm-hmm. and it was like a good little like i don't know safe space to like try different stuff right whether it was skits or um podcasts or the spoken word but i feel like with the po- spoken word um it was the first time we were actually like consistently pushing something out mm-hmm. um and then that definitely changed my goals because at first it was just kind of like um, I don't know how to say it. it was just kind of like a lot of ideas but that was on the back burner but once the podcast started it, my goals just kind of changed the things that I was like okay cool if I keep consistently doing something yeah, then you actually like start to see like the, the fruits Results. of your labour um, and then obviously from that what, what Inspire was also meant to be was like um, what different creatives that are in one group um, each doing their own thing, each starting. So, like, obviously, with you and Yasin um, doing your freelance and stuff like that, that 
inspired me, you know, pun, no pun intended, mm-hmm. to like actually start proper working on what's it called, uh, my own stuff, and like trying to get out there as well. And then obviously you've got Mass, who's uh, on his acting thing as well, mm-hmm. and you've got Kamal as well, who's a brilliant writer that just needs to put stuff out there a bit more. Uh, if he it, wants, it, huh? If he wants, if he wants, of course. <laughs> Um, and that's what it, I don't know. It changed my thing in 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 terms of like actually making me, I guess, give me the confidence mm-hmm. to actually step out to try stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Inspire, initially it was honestly like just okay, let's just do this thing, just speak into a mic, no one's here, uh, just see where it goes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then now when I think about it, like. Four years—that's actually kind of a long time, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very sure. long time. Like it's—it's it's in in that moment of time, two of our members got married. That's that's yeah. how crazy it is. Yeah, you know, Mo got married, Yasser got married. What? Who? Huh? <laughs> I think who? <laughs> uh, then I remember. He's like, wait, wait, I'm the, I'm, the I'm, not, I'm not alone, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. So it's like uh, everyone's growing up, new responsibilities, mm-hmm. and new things in in everyone's lives that that they're dealing with. But yeah. I don't know. I think Inspire was just the thing that, that, I don't know, my goals didn't necessarily change too much. It just showed me that it could be attained with like certain level of consistency. Right. Essentially. I've got another question for you. Mm. Um, me personally, because I'm going to be blunt, like me personally, I've been working in the IT industry going yeah. on seven years now. Yeah, that's a long time for a young person, yeah? That was a long time. And like, for me, like I've always had in the back of my mind, what if, what if I don't like to regret things, but what if um, I had done something else, like to start with from the beginning, like, mm. if I had the opportunity to do that, um, and like for me, like I feel like I've invested too much time. Like I know, like for me, it's an unhealthy thought, but I still, uh, it's not something that I had, I can hide from. Yeah. Like I feel like I've invested too much time into this, yeah, like career of mine that I can't really pivot into something else. And like it's not it's not a bad career still still pays pays pretty well, yeah. like in other circumstances I'll probably be a lot better off. Obviously, just personal circumstances, everyone's different. Yeah. Um, but in terms of you, you've graduated from uni, yeah. um, and and I would say that you haven't found a career that you're fully settled into just yet. Yeah. Um, and for me, like my advice would be like to just do something you actually enjoy from, from the beginning at this point mm. like because I feel like you had a lot of time to process things as well yourself and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and understand what you like and what you don't like and back then when I started this particular job of mine I feel like I didn't have, have anything like to, to fall back on you know mm. like I just had no idea like what do I enjoy what don't I enjoy and like, I felt like I was too young I didn't mm. have any real you guidance to like jump in yeah yeah, and I didn't have like the financial stability either to be able to, to go into something that I would enjoy yeah um, so like how how do you find that for yourself now because obviously I'm sure like I see it from my point of view that um, someone that hasn't jumped into a career just yet they have the potential to be able to jump into a career that they really enjoy mm. um, but then obviously I know from your angle as well you're like I would like a career that's stable and can provide me some financial yeah. stability as well um, so how how do you say it for you? Um, I don't know it's a cash 22 it's a weird one, yeah, because it's like, um, I think maybe it's just me who I am personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just like, it's just always about if I get into just one thing, missing out. Like, if you look at my job, um, 
Correct like, history. Sort of a history yeah. of hunting it is all across the board. Yeah. Like certain times I'd be like, oh, this would be an interesting career. That time, like, because obviously I finished um, my degree in, in property. Yeah. And then nearing towards the end of it, I was just like, oh, this isn't. This isn't it. Yeah, I'm not really feeling this to 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 kind of get into. So I was just kind of like, okay, cool. Let me take some time out to just try to think, see what thing, blah, blah, blah. Then uh, I think it was that october I went to Zimbabwe, this and that. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's when more of my creative stuff started. Like, I was like, okay, cool. Let me think about starting a YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the pandemic hit, which was an interesting time. Yeah. But then that kind of also... I don't know if it, if it made me feel like, okay, I can push back picking that thing yeah. directly for sure. My man just did a Bruce Lee arm chop there. <laughs> it was a good one as well. <laughs> the emphasis. Um, because it was just kind of like a lot of stuff was like, you know, offices, remote home working, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, all right, cool. So yeah. at this moment in time, it's like, like I'll, I'll take even for you. Because... Mm. Um, the reason why I was going to say it is because uh, I was listening to one guy who is now like, like I was proper into like writing comedy. Right? Writing comedy, point, yeah. yeah. Um, specifically late night, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was this one guy that was doing it and then he was asked about like what he did to kind of get into mm-hmm. comedy. And he was like, him and a lot of other people didn't study anything to do with comedy. Yeah. Um, they all did like some guy did structural engineering, some guy did maths, mm-hmm. uh, some guy did biomechanics or some nonsense like that. Yeah. Um, and then eventually just pivoted into that. Mm-hmm. I feel like for you, a lot of you, there's a lot of stuff you could pivot into just because of purely the experience that you've got, mm-hmm. especially for the time frame that you've had. Um, whereas I would say my thing would be the opposite of that essentially is like i could pivot into any different things yeah but the experience that certain places would want is where i would necessarily lack compared to yeah compared to you um so that's what it is i think it's uh, i think my situation i guess to me i the reason why i'm happy with it is because it's like i'm not like you're not shutting yourself off yeah options. i'm not settled to just one thing mm-hmm. but uh yeah that's just i think i think again it, it, it's the same thing with my creative stuff mm-hmm. i'm not settled into it you know mm-hmm. do i have commitment issues who knows yeah damn i hope your wife doesn't find that hey, do i need a therapist i think i think everyone Maybe. i think everyone does Maybe, and I've but like, been to therapy. Uh, uh, i think there's that whole thing you know jack of all trades is a master of none mm-hmm. But I think the whole quote is, uh, but is, I forgot the whole quote, if I'm honest. Oh, but it's absolutely useful. But basically, uh, the Jack of all trades is a master of none, but it, it's better than a master of one. Something like that. Yeah. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's what the whole quote is. So uh, It's better than, I don't, I don't think that's the whole quote. Yeah, the whole, the, uh, the whole quote basically says the Jack of all trades is better than the master of one. Nah, that's absolutely which nonsense. I, which I was like, damn straight. Yeah, but it's like it's interesting because I have a lot of developer friends nowadays, like um, software engineers. Mm. A lot of them say like the best ones they've seen are people that 
that didn't have IT background from the get-go and like they dabbled in a lot of different things and then yeah. they came into software engineering with like a, a great problem-solving mind that yeah. because they had already done a lot of other stuff and uh, that's why I was saying earlier about like um, so I was saying earlier about socializing um, like socializing is something that that kind of drags on your when you're getting coming towards a burnout like that's mm. what I was saying how like um, creativity is in everyone and it's just about like problem solving and and like just being expressive I would say yeah um, let's just pause it here real quick okay so yeah we were just talking about um, the, being a jack of, tr- jack of all trades master of none but better than one according yeah. uh, to trucks apparently that's a good quote but um, that's, that's now that I know the full quote I don't agree with it. <laughs> but um yeah, man, I, I still feel like... Wait, just to quickly clarify, the full quote is, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. All right, he says oftentimes, so I'll give him, give him, very much. Give him the leeway there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like you're giving your point about, um, yeah, a lot of these people have been doing things for a long time already, so they could pivot into other things. Yeah. But and I've always said to myself, like, I don't want to be one of those guys that stays in one career like their whole lives. Yeah, of course. But like I don't know, maybe because I, I think because I'm not, or? I don't dislike my job. Yeah. I would say, like that's why I'm like comfortable with staying there for a bit longer, yeah. and not starting from scratch. Also, like over the last year or so, I was really debating. I even spoke to like some like senior graphic designers. I was like, yeah. "Do you guys think that I should like lower my salary and start from like a lower like band basically, mm. or should I just try and go full in on the freelance?" Oh, yeah. um, and then uh, like just build up my freelance career and yeah. go full time from there but that that requires a lot of effort if you're working already 9 to 5 and now I'm working even longer hours mm. um, like that's kind of the ideas that I was struggling with but like for now what I want to do is just spend a year just like get a bit of stability build up some savings and then see where I can go from there what would you like to pivot into or do you know or? like for me like uh, I'm always going to be someone that wants to be full time creative like I want to start doing Photoshop workshops like mm. with people one on one, where they can like just ask me any questions they have and I can try and help them. Yeah. Like even if you wanted to be interested, for example, like I, I, I literally put out a call to all my friends. Like if anyone's interested, yeah. let me know. And we can have free Photoshop sessions where I'll literally teach you whatever you want to learn mm. if I, if it's in my knowledge, and then uh, hopefully you'll develop your skills. And yeah. so I want to like start doing that again, and then maybe in the next year or so start like getting doing those sort of, like on, on a paid basis stuff mm. like that like kind of coaching in that way rather than freelancing because for me freelancing is something where like your creative freedom is totally restricted and to, like it's not exactly and all the time they don't know what they want yeah. and that's a, it's a big headache you know a lot of time you don't the, the pay is, is a big hassle and stuff yeah, like that of course, of course. so I, I feel like tutoring and coaching would be more of my thing in the future mm. that's why I kind of started the blueprint kind of thing um, but yeah I also like want, want to make my own content that makes money itself like I started I told you recently I started sewing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had a couple of sewing lessons uh, with my mother-in-law who very graciously accepted my, uh, my request so she started yeah. teaching me and the other day I made a tote bag <laughs> a pink tote which bag which is a bad yeah I, I, I was pretty bad. happy with it for the first time thing it holds things which is what you need yeah exactly exactly and I would say that the, the, the quality isn't too bad I feel like yeah. I feel like I'll be producing something that's like frayed and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looks like it's been beaten up you know um, and this was from old fabric it wasn't just it wasn't new fabric that was lying yeah, around yeah, yeah. so I was pretty happy with that like long term I kind of want to make my own stuff like even I don't want to make much. I want to make kind of a, like a I want to say fashion brand. I'll just say a clothing brand mm. that 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 all the styles are my own, like like graphics are my own, yeah. and like I also want to 
get involved in the actual process of making them physically. Yeah, of course. Um, like that's kind of I, I want to dabble in that as well. Like uh, one of the people that I really respect are that Lime Studio boys, uh, Daoud oh, and Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they they're doing big things where they got their they got three um, current brands going on right now. Lime itself, Lime Studios. They got a brand there. They got Lime Studios and Friends, which is another brand of theirs, and they, they also got um, ones one to do with Nightlife. I don't remember what it was Nightlife called. Twenty five. Yeah, Nightlife yeah. twenty five or something. Um, they're doing amazing, and yeah. like that was doing fantastic on TikTok as well. Like, I kind of want to. I've always been interested in that, always, and I never really jumped into it. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to start dabbling again into like these little hobbies that I never really had a chance to dabble mm. into, and like get back into like photography and videography because yeah, because I I never really like f- focus on that. I always just like I, I just kind of hacked things together yeah, like with course. photography and videography. Like, uh, I don't know how to film it at all. I, like, I got a camera, but I generally don't know how how to manually set up things like in a customizable way level, yeah. yeah like yeah, cool. that's why a lot of times in my videos I'll, I'll be super stressed out because i'm editing the video and then i'm seeing the lightings lighting change every five seconds because mm. the camera is automatically adjusting the lighting and that's bad for the video editing because then you have to try and uh, color correct that as same. well yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like i kind of want to focus on these kind of things again and like I'm trying to avoid the idea like of my twenties being my prime. Like I feel like everyone nowadays has finally understood that like thirty is the new twenty. <laughs> it's a bit of a cliche, yeah, but yeah, yeah. like that's when you really have like your stability and financial freedom. You'll be probably like comfortably living in a place where your your rent isn't really a problem. Yeah. And you're like if you've got a mortgage or whatever, it's not really a problem too much. Like I feel like coming towards my thirties, my last few years, I feel like I'm gonna try and just focus on developing these skills like the way I used to. But with more of a relaxed approach than I used to, yeah. personally, anyway. And even when it comes to, as far as creatively, when it comes to all of that stuff, mm. every single like major creative person I've seen like that has done it big. Like for example, Kevin Hart. Yeah. He properly made it at like thirty three. Like true. Like a lot of people make it when into like their thirties and and this and that. And I think it's always it's because when we were younger, like twenty five and all that seemed so far away. Yeah. Like, even people that were, like, 25, 26, they just seem so tall. And it's funny, because the young people will say, oh, you're so old now. Like, my, yeah. my younger siblings, and my, like, little siblings-in-law, yeah. like, they're always like, oh, what, 26? So 26, old. Yeah, yeah, that's just how it is. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm old. What, what you ain't got yeah. no money. <laughs> Stay broke. <laughs> but deep down inside, you burn it. Yeah, deep down inside. These little teenagers have got to me. <laughs> yeah. But that's, 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 the, that's the weird thing about it. It's like... Only when you get to that age do you realise, oh, so, okay, it's not, it's not, it's not as bad, so bad as yeah. I thought that, you know what I mean? I'm mean, yeah. only getting older anyway, so that's just... Another thing is health. Like, part of life. Health, I feel like a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people nowadays, in mid-twenties, and they're like, oh, my body's gone, mate. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 Like, they don't do any sports, they don't, they just sit around, like, they get, like, I'm definitely in that, that bracket now, but I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. I still feel like I have plenty of time to improve my physique and, and, and get to a point where I'm, like, actively healthy and sporting again. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's something people overplay. Um, but yeah, uh, health, wealth, stability, I think, just need to be content as well and that like you're building towards the it. stuff we're looking for yeah mm-hmm. exactly uh, well, I was just going to say to also wrap it up with uh, with us and as far as Inspire as well as Paper Trails um, obviously this year inshallah we're looking to to be a lot more consistent than we have been before you mm-hmm. know the boys have got married they've done what they needed to do right uh, it's, it's about consistency again um, and I feel like also with this a lot of stuff that you were talking about can be fulfilled because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people because I've 
I remember at one point I went to some reading workshops and like there was like book clubs and stuff like that that were happening and I see that's something that we could yeah. potentially even look at yeah. you could meet people from there that want to do workshops and you know what I mean all of that stuff like I said before um, all the stuff that I was doing as well a lot of it filtered through Inspire and uh, the connections that we made yeah. and uh, the podcast that is Paper Trails mm-hmm. um, but so yeah that's pretty much all I wanted to say yeah so yeah I'm, I, I'm, I'm, so we talk about our goals where we where we came from where we started where we want to go and that's uh, where the whole idea of paper trails is. We're leaving a, a trail to show where we're getting to the paper, baby. Jeez. Yes, sir. God yeah, damn. See how smooth that was. Okay. We, we ain't lost. We ain't oh, lost right. it, man. The touch is still there. God damn. And yeah, I would say this is the Paper Trails Reboot, episode one, complete. Thanks for listening. Shout out Mas, Yasin, Kamal, our fellow co-host. You'll be seeing them soon. Uh, we just wanted to record this one today just as a little throwback uh, originally with just the two of us. But yeah, we're going to be back with the gang. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening as always. And yeah, have a great week. Be creative, stay safe, stay healthy. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Paper Charles podcast. If you like this episode, please leave a review, comment, like and subscribe. And be sure to follow us on all our socials. Keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.